0: In the tongue Bangla, Golpo is a curious word. It means story, a noun, and it also means conversation, the verb. I have grown up to the wonderful sound of Golpo, stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that I am today. In this brand new season of Golpo, stories from around the world, me, your storyteller Rituparna, will continue to bring you stories that have picked me. Yes, stories pick me. They really ask me to tell them. They poke, punch, provoke and push me to tell them. But before they do all of that, they speak to me, lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do. And in this podcast, I bring to you some of those special stories. These are just some of my stories, handpicked and tucked in my story bag, so I can tell them to you when the time is right. Are these stories for children or adults? Well, they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories. And I really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you. Play this on your way to work, to put your child to sleep, To create a moment together as a family, to share an idea with your team, find a dose of inspiration, creativity, or a fresh perspective perhaps. Let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself. Like I said, you will hear a story today and I hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me. once was a king who loved his son dearly. He loved him as much as any father could love his only child. But the boy was unhappy. He spent days sitting at the window, staring out into the world with a vacant eye. He didn't talk, he didn't play, he didn't complain. He just stayed unhappy. What's the matter, son? asked his worried father. What can I get you that would make you smile? I don't know, Father. My heart feels heavy. I don't know. What do I want? replied the son. The king tried everything he could. Theatres, balls, concerts, sports, arts, travels, food, clothes, friends, all kinds of acquisitions were brought to him. But everything was useless. Day by day, the rosy colour from his face was fading. The king issued a decree and from every corner of the earth came the most learned men. Doctors, philosophers, healers, professors and spiritual gurus came to the king's court. The king spoke to them about his son. Please save my son. Please help me find the key to his happiness, he pleaded. The wise men of the world put their heads together. What could a prince be lacking? Where did his unhappiness come from? Was it a trauma? A lack of fulfilment? They spent days observing the young prince, trying their best to understand the root of his unhappiness. At the end, after many deliberations, the wise men approached the king and said, Majesty, we have given the matter a close thought. Here is what you should do. Look for a happy man, a happy man through and through. When you find him, exchange your son's shirt for his. The king called for the priest. Are you happy? asked the king. Yes, your majesty, as happy as God can make me. Splendid. Would you like to be my bishop? Oh, majesty, if only it were true, my dreams would come true. Away with you. Out of my sight. I am looking for a man who is happy just as he is, not one who is trying to better his lot. The king continued his search. From the most talented artists, to mystical magicians, to the strongest wrestlers, to the prettiest, strongest, wealthiest in the kingdom, the king went to every accomplished citizen's door, asking for their shirt. To his surprise, he discovered that behind every accomplishment and greatness, there were shades of jealousy, remorse, dissatisfaction, regret, anger, sadness, or greed. The search for a happy man's shirt made the king the unhappiest himself. There was no one who was happy in his kingdom, neither his son nor his subjects. Ministers brought news about the neighbouring king, a king of many small kingdoms, father to many sons, a beautiful and healthy wife, a prosperous and peaceful land. Surely his neighbouring king was happier than him. The king, seeking the happy man's shirt, visited his neighbour. He was disappointed again. The king replied, How can I be happy? I am always worrying that things will go wrong at any moment. I spend days and months worrying about what if, what if I lose everything? The king, the father to the unhappy prince, was beginning to lose hope. There was unhappiness all around the world. Anyone who looked happy was hiding his unhappiness. Anyone who seemed to have everything was also yearning for something more. Now, where would he find that one person who was happy with what he had? The king decided to go hunting. This time, to divert his mind to renew his vigour, he picked up his hunting party and went into the forest. He shot a hare, but it scampered away into the thicket the king followed the injured hare leaving his hunting party behind deep and deeper into the forest the king was drawn to a man's humming la 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 Closer and closer, the king followed the sound of the singing. Who could it be? Where could he find the peace and tranquillity to sing so peacefully? The king kept walking until he saw a young man pruning the vines around his house. Seeing the king at his doorstep, the young man was surprised. Good day, Majesty, said the youth. So early and already out in the country? Bless you! What a gifted singer you are! Would you like me to take you to the capital? Everyone deserves to hear you. Much obliged, your majesty. But I don't think that would suit me well. I won't be able to sing in the capital. I can't sing before people. I sing for myself. I don't want an audience, he replied. Why not? Such a fine young man like you? You could be famous. You could be rich with that voice. But that's not what I want. I'm happy with this anonymity. I'm content with just what I have and I want nothing more. Thank you, Your Majesty. A happy man at last, thought the king. My son is saved. My dear lad, pleaded the king. I'll give you everything, whatever you want, but give me, give me. What, Your Majesty? What what do you want? My son is dying. Only you can save him. Come here. The king grabbed him and started unbuttoning the youth's jacket. All of a sudden, he stopped and his arms fell to his sides. The happy man wore no shirt. <laughs> A couple of years back, a school approached me to design a training on learning through laughter. As a storyteller, I have a very cautious approach towards laughter. Since I'm not a stand-up comic, I'm always careful about what makes people laugh in the middle of my story. Is it a funny face, an exaggerated action, an accent, a moment that is satirical, stereotypical, prejudiced, farcical, or maybe simply racist? These are some of the things that make people laugh. Mostly comfortably, rarely uncomfortably. Making someone laugh is not difficult. Bringing joy is quite another thing. Making people, children and adults, experience a simple moment of joy and take it with them is easy but rare. So even when the theme on the table said, learning through laughter, I chose to address it as creating joyful classrooms the storied way. From that one module came another one. This one was called Circle Time, the Storied Way. A unique circle time for children in school to come together to share stories that matter to them. This is not a circle time for attendance, weather or news talk, academic catch-up or other class matters. In fact, it is a safe space for deep, immersive, experiential, reflective, and collaborative story work. At circle time, the storied way, stories are shared and discovered, helping children navigate through growing up concerns that are not talked elsewhere. Joy is an important ingredient of life. We tend to look at joy as an essential element in elementary school. By the time the child is in middle school, joy is a good to have. In high school, joy is something to negotiate for. Think of your own life after school. Where and what gave you joy as you transitioned to adulthood? When life demanded more attention, when the universe threw its curveballs, did you duck, dodge or flick? How long did you continue seeking, pursuing, negotiating for joy? Did you ever give up the hope for joy? A few years back, a clothing company asked me to design a storytelling workshop for their employees. This was not an unusual request. I had done custom workshops for several organizations. But this was different. What was unusual is that they wanted a storytelling program for their employees who were parents. I had done several corporate events that involved employee engagement endeavors, where I told stories to employ families, and I had done parenting workshops in schools. But a storytelling workshop for corporate employees who were parents was something which was completely new. A few questions later, I discovered the rationale. The organization looked at its employees as humans who had lives outside their workplace. The lives outside the workplace was also affecting their professional lives. For example, every parent who is raising a kid today is concerned about their safety, future, and influence of the evolving world on them. Parenting is a cause of stress, a stress that lingers in their minds even when they are at work. Can storytelling help them soothe this parenting stress, or at least give a remedy to it, or give them a way to manage that stress? Can it help them connect with their child and find joy in parenting? What if this domestic joy elevates their professional endeavors? Back in 2018, when I did this, I found it an absolute unique approach to employee wellness. Talking of employee wellness, In 2018, an IT company asked me to work with their employees on fears. The organization had a large number of millennials and they wanted to tap into their dominant emotions that held them back. It's not easy to talk about fears. It's not easy to talk about one's vulnerability or weakness or fears that hold you back. Yet, it is true that fears lead to anxiety, stress and lower productivity. I am not a child counsellor neither a parenting or a mental health expert. I am a storyteller who has experienced the immense power of a story to elevate a person's mind, heart and life. And that includes me. In the physics lab, way back in school, I was fascinated with the prism. I waited in anticipation to see how white light passed through it and dispersed into a rainbow. It was one of the most magical experiments I saw, one that I remember even till today. The idea of a prism stayed with me, unused, dormant, and inactive, until I discovered storytelling. Storytelling rescued me at a time when I had nowhere to go. Everything was dark, gloomy, damp, and extremely lonely. The moment I told a story, something switched on inside me. It became that sudden beam of light that magically transformed the way I looked at myself. I saw myself in the radiant colors of a rainbow. I discovered the story prism. A story is a prism. Take your own life story through it and you will see it branch out in different hues. You cannot do this experiment yourself. You need a lab partner who will spot the colors in your story and share it with you. Sometimes all you need is an alternative perspective. If you want to get started, about this, about how to use your story and find the many hues inside it. If you want to share your story and take it through the story prism, then I would recommend you look up 365 Days, 365 Stories, a resource that I created with story prompts, one prompt per day, which will help you find a story that will give you joy, that will give you hope, or it will help you decode the key to your unhappiness or your dissatisfaction from your life. Go ahead and share this story, the happy man's shirt, in your classroom, in your living room and in your boardroom. Ask children, your family members and your colleagues to share stories of joy, of times when they have experienced uncontrollable happiness in school, in the home or at work. Talk about happiness, your own and and what brings happiness to your community, even though they are difficult. Share stories about those moments of unhappiness, disappointments, failures, anxieties, fears, anger and stress that make classrooms, living rooms and boardrooms or workplaces toxic. Stories have immense power to give voice, to bring change. and It all starts with a story. Give it a try. Let me know if the story helped you find joy today. Write to me at golpo at yourstorybag.com to know about our upcoming workshops, programs, and boot camps, check out our website. Thank you for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told, so go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me, what did everyone say? If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag storytelling with Rituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.